Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. We are less than a week away from the start of football. I am your host, Andrew Dobius, here with Brendan, the producer, Pika. How's it going? Hey, yo, don't do that to me, man. Less than a week? Less than a week. Come on, man. Less than a week. We're finally here. Less than a week until the Cowboys play the Buccaneers. Oh, man. And don't worry, we will uh, make a ton of episodes. At that point, it's going to get crazy. It's well going to get crazy. Yeah. And I hope we'll, we'll uh, be having uh, four regular episodes per week and man. one episode for our Patreons, or I guess patrons on Patreon. So stay tuned for that. We'll have more information coming up on that in the next week. Oh, that's just four episodes a week. That's so much football. I'm so excited for it. Hopefully, all of you listening will join us for that. But today, we have the fantasy prediction episode. So Brendan had some questions and uh, yeah, I have some answers. So should yeah. we just uh, jump right into it? I guess I should say uh, real quick, there's a lot of football news that just came out, right? A lot of things happening. Every, every team is making their 53-man roster. You know, you got Mac Jones and all that, named the starter. Uh, we do come out with some some videos every day on our social media. So make sure to check that out. TikTok and YouTube is at barely athletic. Instagram is at barely underscore athletic. So make sure to check that out for recent news updates. So that's all I got. Let's do it. Yeah, let's hop into this. So our first question for fantasy predictions is which player do you think will break out this season? If you had to right. pick one player. If I had to pick one now, I, I think since March, I've been saying uh, the same five players, or f- I guess three players. It's been CeeDee Lamb, LaVisca Chenault, and Jalen Hurts. Right. And I've talked for hours about that. So I, I still stand by that the, those players and the statements I've made, but I'm going to go with somebody that I haven't talked about as much. Oh, maybe, Maybe if you watched uh if you've checked out our social media post i I may have brought this up but i'm gonna go henry ruggs Ooh, this one's raw Ooh, and the gasps the gasps i can't say that word all right nailed it (laughs) nailed it um listen henry ruggs second year breakout if you did not know the las vegas raiders just dropped john brown who was their projected wide receiver one we know that Henry Ruggs has the talent. We saw that a couple of weeks last season. He just needed the opportunity. Well, this is his season. Aguilar's gone. That's 82 targets lost. John Brown is not there. So you have Henry Ruggs. You, you have Brian Edwards, who I think is going to be the one and two. I think Edwards is going to have a, a breakout year as well. You have Hunter Renfro, who is very mediocre. And then you have Willie Sneed. Who I'm, you know, if you don't have anything nice to say, then don't say it at all. So Waller is still going to be the main target. And honestly, with with the lack of receivers in Vegas, Waller could get 150 targets. No question this season. An extra game, no Nelson Aguilar, 150 targets is definitely not out of the question. But in terms of receivers, I think Henry Ruggs is the most talented on this team. And I think he's going to get the most targets. So that's the, 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 the talent and the opportunity. Those are the two main ingredients for a breakout potential player. 
Yeah. So I'm going to go Henry Ruggs. Derek Carr is actually uh, oddly capable of like <laughs> having fantasy-relevant players. Um, we've seen that in the past. I've, oh, man, I forgot the two players. But still, he, he's, he's, he was able that to handle really two. It was when Amari Cooper was on the team. He was, he was able yep. to handle two uh, top receivers, yep. top fantasy-relevant receivers. So I'm going to go Ruggs just because I've, I feel like I've talked to, to death about CeeDee Lamb and LaVisca Chanel and Jalen Hurts. So Yeah, I hear you, man. Uh, let's move on to your bust player for this season. All right, the player that I've st- that I, that I've talked about, but I'm going to stand by because his ADP is it's still going up. Uh, for those of you who don't know, ADP average draft position. Uh, we usually refer to that as a in a twelve uh, man league. This man went from late third, which to me at that point was too high, all the way to the two o two, meaning second pick in the second round. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Najee Harris. He's still going up. He, yeah, oh. he's two o two. I know. I'm shocked as well because I was like, <laughs> should I put Najee down for for the uh, bust player? And I was like, ah, talked about him a lot, and the, he's still going up. This he's is now just above. A, it's another Clyde situation. It's, we're, we're putting we're putting high expectations reason. on a rookie that is not going to perform like that is the it doesn't matter reason. how good they do this season if they don't meet the expectations they're a bust yeah that that's like, the that is the exact reason it is very similar to Clyde last season now honestly Clyde didn't have that bad of a season right he yeah that's what I'm saying like running back 22 that's not bad for a rookie running back and, and it, honestly that is he's going to do way better than that this season but it's Najee's he's gonna be around that range he's gonna be the high teens the low 20s that's just how it 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 usually works right we got spoiled last year with James Robinson and Antonio Gibson and Jonathan Taylor like that that's not gonna happen every year and I know Najee's super talented but I've talked about this the Steelers offense man the, the offensive line is so bad. They lost four out of their five starters. They lost like 11 Pro Bowl appearances, four all-pro first-team appearances. Like Their run game is going to struggle. And the fact that Najee Harris is being drafted above Joe Mixon, above Antonio Gibson, almost above Austin Eckler is crazy. It's crazy talk. That's, you're, that's a big risk you're taking on Najee Harris. You are counting on him to to i mean put up james robinson numbers yeah which is just it's unreasonable it's expectations yeah it's too high it, it's not like it's not like Najee's gonna be a bad player i think he's gonna be a great yeah. player and with with players like anthony mcfarland being placed on the ir that just to, to me means more snaps for Najee. i just you know it, it's it's too much for me he he has the opportunity but taking him at the 202 yeah essentially what what we're saying here Oof. is get a better value at the 202 don't get, go for Najee harris please please get a please better value. please get a better value um I'm, there, there's just, gonna be a lot of players available at the 202 yeah so for example austin yeah. eckler for example antonio gibson yeah joe mixon 
like take all those players. They 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 now have most ranking systems I see now have Najee as the eleventh best running back in Dang. terms of in terms of rankings. That's what happens at the two oh two. Yep. Which man, so that's yeah, uh, that's like that's crazy talk to me. Sweet. That's crazy. Well, let's move on to the next question. Is what is the most overrated player this season going into Ooh, the season? Here we go. This is where if you thought that I was going to get hate talking about Najee Harris because he is loved by many and hyped by many. And I don't fully disagree with the love for Najee Harris. He's very talented. This is going to get even more hate. <laughs> right. And uh, yeah. It kind of sucks because this is this was my guy a couple years ago back in 2019. I'm talking quarterback Lamar Jackson. Oh. Right? The, I had the the man that oh, the he gave me so much confidence. Yeah. In in just knowledge about fantasy. I was like this guy's going to blow up and then all of a sudden he blew up his MVP season. But ever since then his ADP's been too high. Yeah, he's he's being drafted at the, at the same point as Kyler Murray. Yeah, Do I, I like that. Not no, not even close. I see what you're saying here, but I feel like this is a little bold for the most overrated player. It you know is bold. Like, it's hard to find. A, like there are some overrated players yeah. in here, but like I I don't know. I, to me, I feel like if I want to look for an overrated player, it can't be a player taken like in the fifth round or later. Yeah, you know, that's it's got to be in the first few, and like I could put Najee Harris <laughs> in there again. And yeah, uh, I was gonna say yeah, the bust and overrated are pretty similar. They're, but, yeah, they're um, they're very it, similar. It's it's good to find something that you feel strongly about because I know yeah how we both feel about Lamar is you know yeah might be a little a, might might be drafted a little bit too high. I like him better this season than you do, but mm-hmm. um yeah. I, I can get behind that. I don't know. It's just looking looking at the stats from from last season. I mean, everyone talks about, oh, he's got great rushing ability, and he does. He's the only quarterback to rush for over 1,000 yards. But just needs to pass the ball. He needs to pass the ball. When you, when you look at points scored from rushing plays, Kyler Murray scored more points than yep. Lamar Jackson because of the rushing touchdowns. Uh, 11 for Murray, 7 for Jackson, to put things into perspective. But Kyler Murray also threw for... 1200 more passing yards yeah which that adds up now with bateman on the ir a lot of players being placed on the ir bateman on the ir there's not a lot of improvements to the receiving game i frankly honestly this ravens offense is a little out of shape right now yeah when you're missing bateman dobbins is uh, is out for the season um I mean, Jackson's not going to be getting a whole lot of help. <laughs> no, and like so. I know that I know that Baltimore doesn't want to run Lamar Jackson all the time because mm-hmm. why would you want to risk that for your star player? Like, yeah, like they're they're not gonna they're not gonna f- just keep doing quarterback sneaks with with Lamar Jackson. Like yeah. they don't want to do that, but they do it because it works. So they're 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 going to try to hold back on it, but. This offense, man, I mean, it was struggling for the first half. Heck, first three quarters of last season. Yeah. And they finally picked things up within the last five games when they got the receiving game going. But before then, 
Lamar Jackson wasn't even a top 10 quarterback. Yeah, so rough why, stuff, man. And and he was drafted like he was. Yeah, he was he was being drafted. Some people drafted him above Pat Mahomes last season. Yeah. But he's currently being drafted at the 409, which is the same round that's that's three picks after two picks after Kyler Murray. Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd rather be taking Kyler Murray or even Kyler. Josh Allen at that point. Yeah. Give me you know, Dak Prescott's being drafted. Dak later. Prescott. Give yeah. me Dak. He's being drafted at the five ten, Justin yep. Herbert. That's maybe that's where way you better start. value yeah. when you're looking at Dak Prescott and Justin <clears throat> Herbert versus Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I, I would I would like Lamar Jackson around the sixth yep. round, just because that he still has that upside. But but there's you know he's not going to throw the ball as much as other quarterbacks. Yeah. So yeah, you take away those those final five games of last season, Lamar Jackson is outside the top ten. So am I going to draft a quarterback who could finish outside the top 10 in the fourth round no Heck no no so i mean a, another player i could have talked about is, that i was thinking about is kyle pitts yeah um, i i was thinking but, about that as well for yeah for overrated he's got the upside but yep. he needs to it's a range of outcomes that, that oh, we have to look at yeah so. he, he needs to do something spectacular to, to yeah for it to pay off for you so those sweet are all right Shall we move on to the underrated player? Let's do it. All right. What is your most underrated player for this season? All right. Sticking with quarterbacks. Oh, okay. This is not going to be a surprise to a lot of people, but it's Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. There's just just not a better, like, I didn't, like, I didn't want to go with a predictable answer, but, like, he's the most underrated player. Like I couldn't, I couldn't find any player that, to me, that was a, a, that was a better contender for most underrated than Ryan Tannehill. I just, yeah, I can't, I can't blame you. Yeah, I, I he's, just a, he's a great underrated candidate here, especially being drafted in what, like, is it the ninth round? Yeah, nine oh six. Nine oh six is ADP, and if like that's the that's a side. that's an insane value for your draft. Mm-hmm. You want to know something even better? They added Julio Jones. Oh, yes. That did happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. Julio Jones, AJ Brown. I mean, they lost John Smith, but like when you yeah. get Julio Jones and then you lose John Smith, you're not really losing out. No. Um, Especially the way that they utilized John Smith uh, oh, yeah. last season. Yep. I, I, think, I think Julio is a better. Julio can do it for them, anyways. And Ferkser proved that he's okay, yeah, at least. So they, they can they can utilize him in a, um, I guess in a similar, it, basically just the way they were the same way that they're utilizing Janu in the passing game. That's how they can utilize Ferkser because they utilize Janu a little bit more as blocking tight end as well. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. so I think yeah, Ferkser is capable. He showed that he's capable for that. Yeah. Um, for getting the the receiving at tight end, so and you know you get that argument. Hey, Andrew Ryan Tannehill doesn't throw the ball that much. Well, neither does Lamar Jackson. Tannehill threw for over a thousand more yards than Lamar Jackson, and Ru- Tannehill actually rushed for seven TDs as well, which is yeah, the that's same amount ridiculous as Lamar Jackson with eight hundred less yards. Uh, we're, the rushing thing, seven rushing TDs. He had like five in the last like three games. We that's 
crazy. That's out of the ordinary. But he's going to get about 4,000 passing yards. He's going to get 35-plus TDs, and he's super efficient with these with the, the, the passing plays. That's just the way Tennessee's run. Now, the only question that people can have is with the, the head coach change, because Arthur Smith is now the head coach of, of uh, I should say Arthur Smith, the former offensive coordinator of the Titans, not the head coach, sorry. Um, he is now the head coach of the Falcons, so they have a new offensive coordinator in Tennessee. I don't think that that's going to affect the offense too much. It might be, we might see something a little bit different just because Tannehill has, I, I would say, better weapons when it comes to receivers than years prior. Even though Corey Davis is good, he's not Julio Jones level, you know? He's not future Hall of Famer. So, yeah, it, isn't it, that some future Hall of Famer, Corey Davis? Corey Davis. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how he does in New York. But yeah, uh, two monster receivers in Julio Jones and AJ Brown. I mean, who do you. Who do you double cover? Right? Yeah. Like one of those guys are going to be open. So yeah, it's uh it's really if he can just keep up the efficiency. He's a very safe pick, Tan Hillens. Yeah. He's going to finish around the the top ten, but just because of the I guess change of offense, he might have the ability to finish even higher. So Heck I'm yeah, going man. Ryan Tannehill in the ninth because he's like the eleventh or twelfth quarterback taken. Yeah, give and, me Tanny all day, baby. Yeah, that's the you're drafting him at is like worst. Yep. So give me Tannehill. Underrated. All right. Let's move on to your regression candidate for the season. Yeah. Which so, player be the biggest have the biggest regression? Biggest regression. So regression doesn't necessarily mean getting worse, right? Regression <laughs> is basically returning to regular form i guess returning back to back to how they performed i guess back to their average right yep so you can say i guess uh, i'm trying to think of a a player who was underwhelming last season but it doesn't matter i went with i went with what most people think a player who's going to take a step back really yep uh and there's a couple of options right there's Thielen with yep. those like like 16 touchdowns. How many touchdowns did he have? He had like, did he have 19? Am I crazy for, no, he didn't have 19. He had, he, yeah, there's no way. 14. No. He had 14. Okay. Yeah. Nobody had 19. I don't know where I got 19 from. <laughs> yeah. But, I think Devontae uh, Adams had the most with 18. Yeah. So. With 18. I'm going to go with a man who, I'm going to go, Bobby Tunyon. It's Bobby Tunyon. Yep. Robert Tunyon from the Green Bay Packers. Uh, we, we actually had we, a great conversation about this in our yeah. tight end episode in the last episode. Check if you guys want to listen to our conversation about that, you can go ahead and listen to our top 10 tight ends episode. Uh, the timestamp is in the description for that. There so you can go. go ahead and pop over to the Bobby Tunyon segment. Bobby Tunyon. Yeah. Uh, to, to sum that conversation up, it was basically, yeah, there's no way he's going to get 11 TDs again. Right? You take away the touchdowns, and he's putting up what Austin Hooper numbers. Yep, that's exactly where you that's went. That's what it was: fifty yep. receptions, fifty-two receptions, five hundred and eighty yards, eleven TDs. That's eleven TDs is crazy. Yep. So he's not going to so, do that again. Yeah, don't expect much out of Tunyon for this season. No, 
Just no, putting that out there. The, the, yeah, that's a <laughs> ridiculous amount of touchdowns compared to receptions. For example, Kelsey had twice as many receptions, same amount of touchdowns. So almost three times as many targets as Robert Tunyon as well. Same amount of touchdowns. Yeah, that's actually crazy. I should also mention too, like, you know, despite how we feel about Tunyon, we still have him as our consensus rank. What was it? I think Did we 10. have 10? I think we yeah, have 10. I think he was the final player just because it's Aaron Rodgers and it's the Packers. Yep. And, and tight ends are very rough. <laughs> yeah. So that, is, that's, that's another good point. There's not a lot of competition. So there's not a lot of competition. So when you're looking at tight ends, don't expect a, a tight end around Bobby Tunyon to carry you to the championship. Yeah. It's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. It gets, it gets rough. So, yep. uh, yeah, when you're drafting Tunyon in the eighth round, don't expect him to put up as many fancy points as he did last season because it's just, improbable for him to repeat that yeah cool um let's move on to the next question who do you think is the most improved player man this is going to be more hot takes i think so improved i interpreted that as improved fantasy wise right right yeah so I <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. I went with Tua for the Miami what? Dolphins. You're gonna have to sell me on this one. Tua Tungavailoa, <laughs> I think, is going to have a big improvement from last season. Man, it's weird saying that. Oh, that's weird. Um, yeah, I'm just okay. gonna I'm just gonna let you keep going on this one because I I got nothing. <laughs> it's it's tough. It's tough finding trying to find the most most improved, but. Tua averaged only 13.5 fantasy points per game last season. I don't think he can do much worse than that. Uh, he it's had, hard to do worse than that. It's hard to do worse than that. Um, again, he didn't play every game. Um, he was kind of, I, I guess, week nine is when he got his first start. And then they obviously, if you watch football last season, you know that they kind of swapped ta- uh, Fitzpatrick in and out. Um, yeah, it just, it was rough for him. He had one game where he finished as a quarterback one. One game inside the top 12. Three games inside the top 15. The, the rest of his games played, the rest of his eight games played, he was really bad, like 20s and like 30s in terms of quarterback rankings. So I, I think he can improve. I like the offseason moves that the Dolphins have made. I like the addition of Jalen Waddle. I like the addition of Will Fuller. I like the fact that they are somewhat confident in Tua, even though there are trade rumors for Deshaun Watson. I think that he has the best opportunity to improve. Um, their offensive line is is better. Yeah, it, it's 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 a bold take. It's a hot take. Yeah, but like he's kind of grown grown on me. I'm not saying I mean, that hey, you should draft him at all. I would all, like to see it. Yeah, but, I would like to see it. Yeah, but it, it's it's like he he has. I really like the the weapons that he has now because last season it was. I mean, you what, can't argue with that. Yeah, it was Devonta Parker and Preston Williams. And <laughs> yeah. They both get injured, and then it's like who, who you're going to throw to? And now like, you got Will Fuller, Jalen Waddle. Yeah, 
Like, and then Devontae Parker is your third. And yeah, Miles Gaskin is a third. very good receiving back. There's two tight ends that I like on the team now, Hunter Long and Mike Kosicki. Yep. So he has the the weapons to do so. And he's shown he had a little bit of of like like week fourteen against Kansas City. Yeah. Finished as a quarterback four. He he had a very good week, right? Two passing touchdowns, three hundred and sixteen yards. Yeah. He's a very good mobile quarterback, right? So last season he had three rushing TDs. So he he's kind of got the ability to to improve. So the the thirteen and a half fantasy points per game. I don't think that's going to happen again. I see him more around the, uh, I guess more around the maybe 18, 19, 20 sort of range. Fantasy points yeah. per game. Put things that's in That's just fine, honestly. Yeah, Kirk Cousins, 19 fantasy points per game. Big Ben, 17.8. I have some have him somewhere around there. So, Sweet. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a, a good, a solid backup to have on your fantasy team. I will take that. I would love to see two improvement this season. It's, yeah, it's just fun. It's just fun. Honestly, go fins, man. It go, um, go fins. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on, on uh, to our best draft value. What do you think is the best draft value for for this season? Wow. Uh, after looking at all my answers, I realize that I keep putting quarterbacks down. <laughs> I keep hmm. putting quarterbacks. My best draft value is Jalen Hurts. Yeah. At the 906. Because he has the ability to finish as the number one quarterback. And to me, getting a potential number one quarterback in the ninth round is a great value because it's taking me back to the uh, Lamar Jackson days. So uh, here's his 17 game pace out of the four games that he played, or four games that he started, excuse me. Uh, 3,900 passing yards, 21 passing TDs, uh, also rushed for 1,100 yards and 13 rushing TDs. So that was his, if you take those final four games of last season, calculate that into 17 games, that's what he gets. And that's a top five quarterback. That is the same amount of passing yards as Kyler Murray last season. That is the same amount of passing touchdowns as I don't know, let's see, like I guess closest to Kyler Murray. That is the same amount of rushing yards as Lamar Jackson. And nobody even comes close to the amount of rushing touchdowns that Jalen Hurts is calculated to get. So if he repeats the final four, it's a big yeah. if. But they added weapons. Devonta Smith really like that. Really like that, uh, and it seems like they're they're really confident in Jalen Hurts. They kind of backed off of the Deshaun Watson trade rumors, and if you look at his, uh, I guess his his best finish was the quarterback one in Week 15, and his worst finish was the quarterback 18. So like he's he's got a he's got a high ceiling, he's got a low floor, but if everything goes right, if things just click. He has the ability to finish as the number one quarterback. Now, if we want to talk about non-quarterback players, uh, because I, I feel like I'm talking about quarterbacks too much, so non-quarterback players that are great values, I think Cortland Sutton. 
Yeah. Right? I th- I think he's he's up there as one of the best values because he's being drafted in the seventh round and he's going to be the wide receiver one for the team. I think LaVisca Chenault is also another great value because he's being drafted in the ninth round. And I think he's going to be the, the way he's going to be utilized is is crazy. I think he's going to get I think he's going to average almost 10 touches per game in terms of either catches or rushes. He's, he's going to be another Percy Harvin, and it's going to be amazing. Um, running backs, I like Michael Carter, just because. Yeah, good value. Yeah, he, he has the opportunity to be the starting running back for yep. the team. And uh, yeah, that's the, there's, there's some more players that I put on this list, but I have them for later answers. So. Yep. Well, here, here's a fun one for the next one. Who do you think will have the best rookie performance this season? All right, I'm going to do a quarterback and a non-quarterback. Oh, sticking with it, I see. Sticking with it. I actually filled it out for quarterback, non-quarterback as well. Uh, best rookie performance, quarterback-wise, is not Trevor Lawrence, and it's not Justin Fields. It's hey. Zach Wilson. Oh, boy. Ooh, another gasp from the crowd. That's uh, not, I don't think that's so bold anymore. That's yeah. that's not as bold yeah. after looking at his his preseason performance. Uh, yeah, this guy can play. I I had a little bit of doubt, and I was a little upset with Zach Wilson because I think that Justin Fields heading into the draft was the better quarterback, and I I think I still stand by that. But so I was a little upset that the Jets were going to pick Zach Wilson over Justin Fields. I thought I still think that's kind of ridiculous, but I I would give the same answer if the roles were flipped out to whoever the starting quarterback for the Jets was either Zach Wilson or Trey or uh, Justin Fields, excuse me, either one of those, whoever was, whoever would be on the Jets, I think is going to have the best rookie performance. I think that Trevor Lawrence is going to be great, right? But the way Zach Wilson has been playing in preseason, this guy, this guy's like, he just looks so natural. He looks so comfortable doing it. Like, I, I don't, like, it, it's hard to, it, it's hard to, I guess, prove my point just because there's nothing to, like, back him up, right? It's just, the the three games that he played and his college performance, which I don't usually like bringing up because college is way different than the NFL. But I I like the connections that he's made to Corey Davis, especially and their offensive line that they have over there for the jets is one of the best in the NFL, honestly. So I like it. I like Robert Sala as well. I think he's a great, he's going to be a great coach and, uh, yeah, I'm really rising on Zach Wilson. So, if you wanna, if you want a riskier backup quarterback, I think Zach Wilson's gonna be a a good option. He's gonna have his ups and downs, though, right? He's not gonna. I I don't see any rookie quarterback finishing as a top ten this season, maybe top fifteen, but I think Zach Wilson's gonna be the best out of the quarterbacks when it comes to. Other players, I'm going to go with a running back, and I'm going to go with, I, I guess there's not a lot of suspense here, because 
you've heard what I had to say about Najee Harris and Travis <laughs> Etienne's out for the season. Uh, and I've already talked about Michael Carter. So it's Javante Williams, Denver Broncos. Oh. Yeah, the Broncos traded up early second to get Javante Williams. He's got a great build, 5'10", 220. He scored 19 touchdowns last season for UNC, which is good. Um, they drafted him because they want him to be the future of this team. So it might be two, uh, two, three weeks before Williams becomes the starter in Denver, but he is going to be the starter in Denver. He is going to dethrone Melvin Gordon for that starting job, and there's no doubt in my mind about that. His ADP is kind of high, though, at the 603. It's a bit of a risk when you, when you pick him. But if you're as high on him as I am, that's worth it. Because when I look at Javante Williams, I see a future star running back in the NFL. Honestly, I, I see a running back that I have him. I think he's going to finish higher than Najee Harris, which I guess that's why he's my answer to this question. Yeah, but, I was going to say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I see him. I, I seriously see like sky's the limit for this guy. It really just depends on how early how involved is he going to be early on in this offense, right? If they sit him week one and week two and then start playing in week three, then it it could take a a while. But if they split 50-50 right out the gate, man, this this guy's going to have a future. So I I like Javante Williams a lot, especially on this questionable Broncos offense. You know, I don't I don't fully trust Teddy leading this team. He's a great game manager, but like yep. in terms of his passing abilities, I wouldn't I don't have full confidence. So I can see them leaning more towards the run game. And Javante Williams is is super talented. So I love him. sweet man. Well, I'm I'm gonna hold you to that. That's what our fantasy predictions are for, so we can go back mm-hmm. and look to see what we were right on. See how big of an idiot we are. Yep. Uh no. <laughs> we, made <laughs> so good, we made some good predictions. Yes. Uh, let's move on to the next one, which is which player is your guilty pleasure for twenty twenty one? So guilty pleasure is the player that you're just drafting in all your leagues. You're just like, I don't care. I'm drafting him every single time. Damien Harris. That's my guy. I mean, you know that. Yeah. I'm I, getting I, Damien I, Harris in every single one of my leagues. Everybody hates Patriots running backs. Because for the last 10 years, there's not been a consistent running back for this team. I mean, there's been some flashes of, of greatness, like the Garrett Blount had a good season. James White's been, you know, he had a couple of, couple of decent seasons, but there's not been like a guy. And everybody's like, don't draft Patriots running backs because they never have a guy. Belichick likes to, likes to, you know, rotate the running backs and all that. And while that's kind of true, it's becoming less and less true every year. Belichick is changing his ways a little bit. Not a lot, but he's changing it, right? Damian Harris is very talented. If you watched him play last season, he looked very good. He had multiple finishes as a RB2 or better, right? I think his average, he finishes the running back 50 last season, but he missed like five games. One, two, three, four, five. And then he 
left halfway through another week nine against the Jets. But it, he's shown he's shown some some greatness there. Week eight against Buffalo, hundred plus yards, rushing TD, sixteen attempts. Like he's averaging almost fifteen attempts per game, and that was with the whole issue last season where there was Michelle Burkhead, James White. Like it was just a mess. Now half of that backfield is gone. Like what? There's James White and Ramondre Stevenson. Yep. That's it. There's no competition at all. (laughs) Damon Harris is the clear number one. I know Ramondre Stevenson had a good preseason, but that doesn't matter. Damon Harris is the clear number one on this team. And the most important thing that makes my case even better is the fact that Cam Newton is gone. What's going to happen in the red zone where Cam Newton, you know, he rushed for 12 touchdowns last season. They're going to hand the ball off to Damian Harris. So I, I love the opportunity he has. Um, yeah, he, he was averaging like five yards per carry last season. Man, I, he, he's got potential. So he, he's a guy that I think has a very bright future. I think he's going to have a very good season this season. Maybe you can say breakout potential. Uh, and he's also very good value in the seventh round because he's being taken later than players like Ronald Jones. Melvin, Melvin Gordon's being drafted above him. That's just stupid. Uh, there's players like Trey Sermon who are being drafted around him too, which I like Trey Sermon, but like, there's no guarantee that he's going to get snaps this season. There's just not. Damian Harris, you know he's the RB1. You know he's getting the opportunity. We've seen that he's talented. It's just it's just perfect. It's the perfect storm for me. So, yeah, let's hope Belichick changes his ways and, and just sticks with a single running back. So Damian Harris, guilty pleasure player. Heck yeah. Uh, should we rapid fire these last three? Let's do it. I love All this. Right. We got our bold, bolder, and boldest predictions. Yep. Let me hear it. So just to be clear, this is not what I think is going to happen. These are bold, bolder, and boldest predictions. So obviously, as we progress throughout the segment, it gets a little bit bolder. Uh, Starting off bold, Russell Wilson will finish outside the top 10 this season. You can check out our rankings, barelyathletic.com. I have him outside my top 10. This one I kind of believe in. They're going to lean more towards the run game. Yeah, it, that's just the way that this offense is is, is going to go. So R- Wilson's going to need to focus more on efficiency over volume, and that's going to hinder his fantasy performance. Boulder, James Conner, the running back for the Cardinals now, will have more than double the amount of rushing touchdowns than Chase Edmonds. You look at Chase Edmonds last season, he had, what, one rushing touchdown, two rushing touchdowns? Yep. That sucks. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> that really sucks. Edmonds is going to get more yards, but one rushing touchdown last season. That's it. 400 yards and a rushing touchdown for Chase Edmonds. He has not proved to me that he is going to be the main back for this team. It's going to be a big split, and who's going to get the snaps in the red zone where there's touchdown opportunities? It's James Conner. I'm saying double the amount. I almost said triple. Because I have Chase Edmonds at like two or three. And I think James Conner can get, you know, eight, nine, maybe 10. So 
he's going to get like he's only going to have like 300 rushing yards <laughs> for that season yeah. for next season but he's going to he's going to have a lot of touchdowns this it's going to be definitely bold i'll tell you that much it's bold uh <laughs> but not as bold as my boldest prediction and that is Amon Ross St. Brown will finish as a top 15 wide receiver he is currently being ranked oh, wow. as the wide receiver 74 it's boldest I'm not really supposed to be right in these things, right? Last season, I said that Tyler Johnson is going to finish top 15. I'm just going to stick with the pattern and say Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be top 15. And let me tell you, I'm more confident in this prediction than last year's. He has the opportunity. He does have the opportunity. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) He really does. It's, it's, uh, I mean, Tyrell Williams, Quintus Cephas. Prashad Perriman. Actually, think Prashad Perriman is not there anymore. Oh, he's not even. Yeah, he's not. I think he, I think he was cut in the cuts. Yeah, he was cut. So he is not there. <laughs> there you go. So Amonra St. Brown is already the wide receiver three. <laughs> yep. But it's not going to be that hard to beat Tyro Williams. Quintus Cephas is looking good, but and I mean Jared Goff does suck. He doesn't. He's not great, but he's had like he's been able he's been capable of having a top 15 wide receiver before actually two top 15s robert woods and cooper cup not last season but two seasons ago those two were both in the top 15 so like goff can do it and i think amon ross st brown's talented enough to uh to have a good season top 15 is very bold but that's what the segment's all about you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go realistic here Bold, bolder, boldest. You got to go crazy. So that's all I got. Um, yeah, thanks for watching. Unless we got any more questions, I don't think we do, right? Nope. No, that closes it out. That's the end Sweet. of the episode. Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, again, you know, just click that, uh, click that follow button, comment what you want to hear next. We got some. We got only a few episodes left until craziness. Until the season actually starts, and then we're we're pumping out episodes almost daily so uh we really appreciate you guys sticking with us please give us a follow please give us a like on whatever platform you listen to check out our website barelyathletic.com follow us on social media tiktok and youtube is at barely athletic and instagram is at barely underscore athletic please make sure to check that out post daily so thank you so much once again and we'll see you next time